Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Let's talk to Anne Hertzberg. Anne is a legal advisor of NGO Monitor. She's an expert in lawfare. She joins us now to give us a summary of day two of the ICJ hearings against Israel with South Africa taking the stand. Good morning, Anne. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, hanging in there. <laughs> Very good. Keep hanging. Keep <laughs> hanging. <laughs> and what happened on day two of the ICJ hearings? Uh, it was uh, not a great day again. Yes. Um, the hearing started out with South Africa. They were the first country to present after the Palestinians. And uh, sort of started off the day with a host of invective from many other countries. Um, but South Africa's contribution, unfortunately, was, you know, pretty uh, full of um, false claims, uh, accusing Israel of genocide, apartheid, um, a lot of terrible things. And with that, a lot of facts to back it up. So it was basically just a tirade for about a half hour. And why do you think Israel is not defending itself? Because if you've got 54 countries all making accusations against Israel, nobody's speaking up for Israel, least of all Israel. Yeah, so the, this this hearing is a little bit different than what we saw with the genocide hearing yes. last month in that it's a request for an advisory opinion. So what that means is the organs of the UN, like the General Assembly or the Security Council, other bodies of the UN, can ask the ICJ to render an advisory opinion. And because, as we know, the UN General Assembly is extremely one-sided against Israel, really against any Western country due to the voting breakdown, and also because the questions that were posed by the General Assembly to the ICJ were already had the answer contained in them. Uh, so it was, it's essentially a rigged process. And so because of that, Israel did not want to get, you know, play into this farce. You know, it's essentially a Dreyfus trial kind of farce where they're, they're going to be forced to, you know, quote unquote, defend themselves against all of these false claims. Right. And it's really just uh, political theater you know, designed to put the Jew on trial, essentially. Again, not a reasonable defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I hear I hear the point that you're <laughs> making, but that can't be the defense, that it is just a, a trial to put the Jew on trial. Like, it, it has to, it has to have a basis. And when, they've, when they're being accused of illegal occupation, then, you know, if it's not illegal op- occupation, then come out and say so. Most yeah, people don't, don't follow it like we do, Anne. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And don't know the facts, don't know the ins and outs, and couldn't be bothered to look them up. So where's the voice saying these are the facts? Yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. I do think it would have behooved the government to issue a public statement laying out in detail why it considers case to be ridiculous. They did issue a short statement back in July um, but previously, in other instances where we've had these these cases where the you know the international institution is overreaching, such as the International Criminal Court a few years ago, 
the government did put out a detailed uh, rebuttal and stating of its position, even if it wasn't directly participating in the process. And also, they did have um, a group of NGOs and law professors who put in amicus briefs to the... Oh, Anne? Oh, dear. I think we've uh, we've lost Anne. No? Gone? What a pity. Okay, that is uh, Anne Hertzberg, who is a legal advisor at NGO Monitor and an expert in lawfare. 